ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. Walking out, walking out, walking out. This is Sadiq, and you listen to the Prove Me Wrong podcast. Now let's get into it. I'm ticked off. I'm pissed. You know why I'm pissed? I'll tell you why I'm pissed. I'm pissed because I thought the Ravens was going to win against the Buffalo. Y'all watch that game? Had you told me on Friday, hey, the Buffalo Bills are only going to score 10 points. Their offense is only going to score 10 points. I was like, okay, so we're going to watch Lamar Jackson versus uh, against Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game. I didn't know the Ravens were only going to score three points. They looked pathetic on offense. And just like the just like the Baltimore Ravens game plan was to run the ball, which they did 150 rushing yards, which is good. The Buffalo Bills game plan was we'll give you the run, but we're not going to give you Lamar Jackson runs, i.e. those runs that he breaks for 50, 60 yards. All I saw the whole game was that defense playing zone coverage, meaning all eyes on Lamar, just get to your spots on the defensive um, calls and you're not getting the middle of the field. You're not getting Andrews on them slants, drags, in-breaking routes. You're gonna have to throw outside the numbers. For those that don't know outside the numbers where you see the 10, the 20, the 30 on the football field, yeah, they want him to throw to those numbers and throw it down the field and he couldn't do it. Lamar Jackson, you got to hold this L. You're the reigning MVP. And you look bad. You look sorry. Now teams are going to treat you like this until you can throw the ball outside the numbers. I need you to be able to throw the ball outside the numbers and deep and accurately because teams are just saying, you know what? Run the ball, but we're not going to give you the Lamar Jackson runs. Last week, you had less than 200 yards passing, but you had over 100 yards rushing. So in total, you had about over 300 plus total yards, which works, but not against Buffalo. Buffalo, you wasn't yourself. You didn't do it. You didn't get it done. And you and yeah, he got hurt. And you knew the game was over when they had Huntley. He looked more like Humpty Dumpty. He was looking sorry too. Because he came in and Marquise Hollywood Brown got past the defense. And what did Huntley Humpty Dumpty do? He overthrew him. And you knew the game was over. Once Huntley came in, I knew the game was over. And they had already lost points on the field because Justin Tucker, who I think is probably the best kicker I've ever seen, misses two field goals, easy field goals. Yeah, the win was an issue in Buffalo, but still, you just look bad all the way. So Lamar Jackson, your defense played well. Once again, they locked up. Marlon Humphreys, lock up. Marcus Peters, lock up. Calais Campbell, Matt Judon on the front lines doing their thing, and your offense couldn't score. Not only did your offense couldn't score, your offense gave up points. That So we... You thought I was going to bring up the 101 interception return for a touchdown? So I don't, want, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear people saying, oh, Lamar Jackson ain't got no receivers. You wasn't saying that last week. Shoot, I wasn't saying that last week. So Lamar, you got to do better. I know you'll do better. You're the reigning MVP for another two weeks. And 
this this game, this loss was on you. The Chargers did it to you two years ago. The Titans did it to you last year. And this year, the Buffalo Bills. It's not like one team has a book on you. The whole NFL league does. Now let's get into the next game. The next game was Bucks at Saints. Now I'm ticked off too at this game. You know why I'm ticked off? I'll tell you why I'm ticked off. You should have told me that Drew Brees was going to play sorry like that. I didn't know he was going to do that. The man looked pathetic. He looked like he should have been in the Fox booth with Troy Aikman. That's what he looked like. He had three turnovers. He had three turnovers plus Jared Cook's fumble, which resulted to four. Four turnovers total for the New Orleans Saints. You know how many points that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers scored off of that? They scored 21. Now, I don't know math too well, but I think 21 plus nine equals 30. That means the defense scored only allowed, the defense only allowed nine points against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they did not get a short field. Because every single time they turned the ball over, the Buccaneers got a short field. Everybody want to talk about Tom Brady that Tom Brady that Tom Brady had to do nothing. All he had to do was not turn the ball over because Drew Brees was just handing it to them. They really couldn't run the ball. Drew Brees, similarly to Lamar Jackson is in his career at this point, the defenses are going to play, hey, you're not getting any in-breaking routes in the middle of the field. You're going to have to throw to the numbers and throw down the field. And he couldn't do it at all. He got a noodle for arm. It's a wrap. You're going to be working. I know there's reports out that you might be working for one of these networks. Yeah, it's going to be either ABC. It's going to be for ESPN, Fox, NBC. But it ain't going to be for the NFL because you was looking bad. You was looking sorry and you got to hold this. You had a great career. You're, you was a beacon of hope in the city of New Orleans. I don't want to take anything away from your illustrious career. But this last game, oh, this last game was trash. This last game was horrible. It was so bad that Jameis Winston was the best quarterback on your team that day. He only threw one pass. So Drew Brees, good luck in retirement, my guy. But don't come back next season. Because that city, they, they got the best out of you. You got the best out of them. And it's time for you to hang it up. And I thought you was going to get to the AFC Championship game and lose to Aaron Rodgers. But you couldn't get that because your arm was shot and the defenses knew it and they attacked it all game. And Todd Bowles, you deserve the game ball because you had a masterful, he's the defensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he's the one that came up with the strategy, strategy to beat Drew Brees. And not only did they do that, they did that to perfection. And now we have Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers in the NFC Championship game. I can't wait. Now we're going to switch gears to the NBA for a little bit. I'm going to just say it. There's a, there's a super team out there, but one of, the, one of their players is one of the most overrated players on the team. And I ain't talking about KD and I ain't talking about Harden. It is Kyrie. He's one of the most overrated players in the game. And you know why? I'll tell you why. Because Kyrie is so mesmerizing with his dribbling and his scoring. He can score in the paint. He can score mid-range. He can score on the three. He can also shoot his free throws. But he doesn't make his teammates better. He doesn't galvanize the troops. He doesn't pass the ball particularly very well. He doesn't play defense. 
So why people think he's one of these great players? He's not a one. He's more like a two. And now he's going to be a three. Because James Harden, KD, they're fighting to be, they're 1A, 1B, essentially, at this point. They're the ones with the MVPs. They're the ones that are all perennial All-NBA performers. Kyrie's barely an All-NBA performer. And if he is, he's on the second or third team. He ain't never been on that first team. But the reason why I believe that Kyrie is overrated, let's just, let's just talk about his career. His first three seasons, when he's with the Cleveland Cavaliers, before LeBron got there, the first year, they had the third worst record in the league. The second year, they had the third worst record in the league. That year, they were so bad that they got the first overall pick. The following year, they were so bad that they got the first overall pick again. And then LeBron comes, they win a championship, but now he wants to get traded. Okay, you get traded. Let's see, where are you going to go? You're going to go to Boston. What happens in Boston? Your first year, you're hurt. Your first year in Boston, Kyrie, you're hurt. And Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they go to the Eastern Conference Finals. They're a quarter away from going to the NBA Finals. And people saying, you know, that going that next season, they should be right back in there. Heck no, that ain't happened. Guess what happened? What happened was he got smoked in the second round by Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's what happened. And then people saying, well, you know, Boston might not really be that good. So then what happens? Kemba Walker comes, Kyrie elects to go to Brooklyn. And that first year that is Kemba, Jason Tim, Jalen Brown, what they do? They're right back in the Eastern Conference Finals <laughs> against the Miami Heat. So Boston did better without you. Now you're in Brooklyn and people are mesmerized by the dribbling and you think it's cool to go incognito? They haven't seen you in seven games. You think you that good? You think you that guy? And I think the media and the fans think Kyrie's better than what he actually is. He's not that great of a player. I've seen players in similar situations like Kyrie and was still able to get their teams to the playoffs. The late, great Kobe Bryant. He had Adam Morrison. If you don't know who that is, look him up because he's trash. Smush Parker. If you don't know who that is, look him up because he's trash. He took those cast of characters to the playoffs. In the West, Dwayne Wade in the East took a team with Mario Chalmers, Michael Beasley, and aging Jermaine O'Neal to the playoffs. Joe Johnson taking his team in Atlanta to the playoffs. And people were like, well, they're great players. Some of them are Hall of Famers. Okay, let's talk about his contemporaries. The guys that he's in the game uh, playing against today, Steph Curry. And I ain't talking about the three-time uh, champion. I ain't talking about the two-time MVP. I'm talking about the guy before that with Baron Davis, Monte Ellis as teammates. What did he do? Take his team to the playoffs? Uh, Damian Lillard with no returning starter coming back. He takes his team to the playoffs that season. And he's been in the playoffs every single season since he's been in the league. So I'm trying to figure out why can't you do something like that? Because you ain't that guy. You're not a top 10 player. You're barely a top 15 player. And we get so, once again, mesmerized by his abilities that we forget that he's really not that good as, as we think he is. It, honestly, it really doesn't matter. KD, Kyrie, Harden looking like Mark Henry. Lakers in six anyway. 
and I'm done with talking about the NBA game. We're going to switch back to the NFL real quick because I got something to say about Deshaun Watson. Now, Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston. You know why he wants out of Houston? I'll tell you why he wants out of Houston. Because all they do is be out here and wasting great players' careers, dating back to Andre Johnson. They wasted his career. J.J. Watt, who's currently on the team, on the tail end of his career, wasted his career. He had three DPOYs, Defensive Player of the Years. And then the last one, who just got traded, DeAndre Hopkins. They wasted his career, too. And Deshaun Watson saw all of that. And on top of that, the organization lied to him. The organization said, yeah, we will, you know, listen to some of your suggestions on what the GM, general manager, and the head coach should be. We'll bring them in. We'll interview them. No, you didn't. You lied. So Deshaun Watson hears all of this, sees all of this. He hasn't answered any phone calls from the Houston Texans, and it looks like they're headed for a trade. And I'm telling you right now, Deshaun Watson, I want him to become a Jet. Yes, I am here for it all. I want him to become a New York Jet with that number four because a player like Deshaun Watson doesn't get on the open market. Now, there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to want Deshaun Watson. And on top of it, he's going to be a great fit for a bunch of teams. If you're not one of these top five teams with the quarterback situation locked and loaded for the short and long term, you're probably going to call the Houston Texans. So teams that already, in my mind, they're going to call, you got the Miami Dolphins, the New York Jets. You also have the Washington football team. You have the Denver Broncos, the New Orleans Saints. And the list goes on and on and on and on and on. But with big time players, this reminds me of the Khalil Mack trade a couple of years ago because Khalil Mack was a perennial all pro, perennial pro bowler, uh, defensive player of the year. He already had one. So he went for two first and that was the baseline and they added other picks to it. I think a team that's gonna want Deshaun Watson is gonna need multiple first round picks and willing to give up maybe even three first round picks and a player. So right now, if the Jets, if you're listening to me, I'll give you the foundation of this trade right now. You get Deshaun Watson. In return, you give up the second overall pick, you give up Sam Darnold, and you give up your first round pick in the next two years. And that's probably the parameters of a trade getting done for Deshaun Watson. Now you have the Miami Dolphins with also similar draft capital like the Jets. They have two first round picks this year. They also have their picks um, moving forward next season, the year after that. So they can uh, build a similar type package. But according to Adam Schefter, you know, inside extraordinaire, he says that the Jets probably going to have the most competitive offer. And I'm here for it all. The Houston Texans lied to you, my guy. Come to New York. Get this thing done. We be talking about Joe Nemeth year in and year out. We need to talk about a new age and new quarterback, and that guy's going to be you. And I'm here for it all. And with that, this has proved me wrong. I'm Sadiq. You haven't proved me wrong yet, whether you're in the DMs, in the comments, you want to get on the show and debate with me coming back and forth. I'm here for it all. But this has proved me wrong, and I'm out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gonna be walking out. Walking out, walking out.